Alright, good evening everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dragon Mark Symphony. I'm your DM, Dylan, here on Natural One Media. Uh, and we've been gone for just a little while, just a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit, but we're back. After a uh, very tense and climactic uh, session last time. As you all recall, uh, you were met by the uh, extremely affable, uh, lovable, kind-hearted uh, Trist. Uh, okay, let's, let's be careful the, about the, the majority owners of yeah, the. Yeah, let's be careful about the adjectives here. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's you know, it's just it's just public opinion. That's all. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Trist uh, actually visited you all, as opposed to the other way around, and uh, came to you with a bit of a, a bit of a quandary in that they suspected heavily that they were being targeted. Uh, with the recent string of, excuse me, occurrences and attacks that have been uh, happening in and around the city of Rote. Hashtag uh, relatable. You all, you all uh, had a uh, a heated discussion with him, uh, in which many <laughs> suspicions were raised. Uh, yes, that's how I many, worded it in the in the Twitch notification. A discussion. A discussion. A discussion. A friendly Not interrogation. Debate. <laughs> friendly debate. Um, many questions were asked, and many questions were not answered. Uh, though, I would say almost every question was unanswered. Certain, uh, In many ways, yes. Certain, certain characters were uh, made privy to new information, and certain players were giving information that nobody else knew about. Uh, so, with that in mind, we had left off, uh, just as, uh, Caspian had essentially ended the interrogation, uh, and Trist, in a huff, had left entirely, um, oh. in a, in a... He didn't blow anyone's house down <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is that is where we are. Uh, we are kicking right back into it. Uh, Caspian has asserted that uh, we cannot, uh, or it would be unwise for us to hold further interrogations to this degree, uh, and that it is clear that a definitive decision needs to be made as to whether we are going to uh, pursue the leads that we seem to have gathered that are pointing us towards the velvet curtain, uh, or if it is wiser to leave the city for now, uh, and head south so as to further, uh, to continue researching into the, uh, the origins of the Warforged attack, which brought you all together in the first place. But before that, uh, it had been agreed on, I think by now it's actually been a couple sessions ago, uh, that, uh, it would be a good idea for everybody to get a full night's rest, uh, and to come to a, a final decision, uh, on the morrow. Uh, so, with that being said, after a very tense moment, uh, Caspian says to you all, uh, that he has... Uh, set up rooms. Uh, there are individual rooms set up for each of you here at the, the cow's eye. Um, if any of you wish to 
stay in the same room for safety or for watch purposes, anything like that, you may do so. But he has, uh, he has established with Missy to have individual rooms set up for everybody, uh, if they so wish. You will not be paying for any of these rooms. These rooms are going to be on uh, Caspian's uh, Caspian's bill for now. Considering all of the, you know, murder and threatening threats and murder threats recently, maybe we should stick together. How big are these rooms? Uh, you're given the chance. So Missy comes back upstairs, um, and she kind of shows you all what they look like. These rooms are not particularly big. Look at my room. It's yep. kind of like that. Very square. There is a single bed, very basic, like a like a twin size bed, uh, sitting on the side. Um, you've got a tiny little like bedside table. Uh, there are uh, there's a couple oil lamps uh, coming off the walls that give each of the rooms like this nice like warm glow to them, but they're not especially bright. Uh, no windows in these rooms. Uh, very light furnishings. Um, not a lot has been done to like decorate them. They're they're just very simple, basic rooms. More motel than hotel. Yeah. What about the Holiday Inn? Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, I, would, I will take my own room. Thank you. Same here. All right, so Set and Sova are going to have separate rooms. Uh, look at Johannes. Um, if it is okay with you, if you do not mind person in the corner <clears throat> who is a quiet sleeper like I have. Um, cool. Of course, friend. We'll room together. Is there any toilets in this establishment? Like dedicated yeah, uh, like toilet rooms? Indoor yeah, so plumbing wasn't invented yet. So, um... It, uh, it doesn't actually, mean there's not uh, toiletries. It doesn't true. mean they flush. This is yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> remember, this is we are we are in the world of Eberron. We are in the the continent of Corvair. Um, these advanced cities like Sharn and Rote, um, uh, and like Fairhaven and things like that. They many of them by this point, with the natural evolution of technology that has come as a result of war. Uh, there are obviously a lot of other fields of technology that are proved as well. And that actually does include toiletries. Uh, Guys, so... we, we're going to war. What's the I'm first not, thing we need to figure out? Plumbing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not explicitly implying that, but if we you need, check up on your history, it's more likely than you think. Yeah. So we need a septic of, system. The, we're out the, of, the need we're, for... Yeah. We're out of the area of people coming in and scooping up our poop from the floor, and it's we're fully into the whole technology. Yes. No, but there there is actual working uh, working toilet systems in, in the city. That means there's a sewer system. Yes, right? there is. Well, 
Well, yes. yes. <laughs> and as you all may recall, uh, everybody who is not named Kevin, you may recall that in the city of Sharn, there is also a full sewer system. Oh yeah, <laughs> we spent a lot of time in there in that in that in that campaign, didn't we? We yep. uh, we you sure know did. we it's often easy to forget what sewer systems are made for, like specifically. Yeah, when and they're not directly housing it? a ninja turtle, like what else can they possibly be? Exactly, killer croc. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, all right. Uh, at the earliest convenience, Dak will make his way to uh, a toilet. Okay. Yeah. Been holding this shit in for weeks. <laughs> I do what no, no other he... character does. Admit to shit in. <laughs> uh, at what time do, is it? I also point? then do something this, that everyone admits point... to doing in real life in the bathroom. Cry. <laughs> Great. Uh, after after everything that has occurred, we're now getting close to like the evening. We're talking like five or six p.m. at this point. We haven't eaten, have we? Haven't had dinner yet. No. Okay. Um, you said Missy came up. Yes, uh, she came up to show you all like where the rooms were situated and everything like that. Uh, Missy, would I be able to? Bring some food up to my room and just retire for the evening. Yeah, that that'd be fine. Absolutely. Great. I think I'll go ahead and do that. I need to. I need to get some rest in. Yeah, sure thing. Anybody else swamp food? I could use food. Last time we ate was lunch, food. right? Yeah, it's been it's been a little well. I can't remember if we got food when the three of us showed, like when me, Johannes, and Set showed up. I can't remember. Oh, we, we did. Food did then, we? Right? Yes, we got that's drinks. What we did. We, we got, got drinks. drinks we did not get food. I, oh. I thought we'd we ask for food. food, so that's why I was, I guess, confused. Okay, so no, because I think we were just we figured they would be by shortly, so we just grabbed some drinks. Is what I remember off the top of my head. Okay, then yes, I will get a spot of food as well. And she goes, alright, let me uh let me head downstairs. It'll take a little while, but I will pep something for you. Thank you, Miss. Um uh, Nathaniel. Yo. Are you gonna be uh staying in your own room or are you bunking with anyone else? Uh there's still a room available, I'll take it. Okay. Alright, so Johann Johannes and Dak are gonna be in a room. And Nathaniel, Set, and Silva are in their own room. Okay. Cool. Alright, uh, yeah, not, uh, maybe about, like, 15 minutes or so later, uh, Missy does come up. Uh, she has made this excellent, succulent pork tenderloin platter. Ooh, uh, that's brilliantly cooked. Even though it's, it's, there's something curious about it because, like, even though she couldn't have possibly anticipated that you were going to be asking for food, um, it appears to have been, uh, nicely, it's got this real nice marinade on it, um, that it's been cooking in, probably was roasted in, like, a, uh, in, like, an immense, like, oven, um, and there's just this delicious marinade on it. It's got, like, hints of, like, 
maple wood to it, um, and some sort of mustard that most of you aren't too familiar with, uh, except for Johannes, uh, you pick up on, uh, it's hints of a, uh, it's like a lilac mustard that is really common, uh, over in the principalities, uh, oh, okay. but it's migrated its way southward, mm, uh, and okay. now kind of it's it's a it's a particular type of like a lilac mustard seed that gets used in a lot of like fancier dishes. Um, think Mediterranean style, so yeah. it gives a little bit of like a pep to the tenderloin's already like really juicy, strong flavor. Sweet. And you all eat it, and it is good. <laughs> Roll for poison. Oh, oh that hurt. I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> that a, that's a constitution. Okay, so uh, yeah, you you all enjoy the food. It, if you if there's any other business that you all want to conduct before you head to bed, you may do so. Uh, otherwise, uh, the evening is yours. Well, at least yes. has wanted to do all day is sleep. Yeah, it's been a fairly long day. Yep, you, you can just Especially go straight to bed if you'd like. Especially for Seth. If you're feeling dead, you know, or dead tired, yeah. you know, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's bedtime. Don't mind my friend, hours. he's dead tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at some point Dak does go out and go to the toilets. Um okay. second time. Yeah, he you know unbutton his pants, puts him down, squats down, pull I'm not gonna describe the whole thing. But the main thing that Thank he does you. is uh <laughs> I know that if I start making fart noises, Marshall will start to gag. Um I'll just kick you from the call. Like, yeah. That's fart noises <laughs> are gonna be it. <laughs> Why are you why are you looking at Marshall here? I'm the DM. I, I decide what you get. That's fair. Um but that does is there a mirror in this uh area? Yeah. By chance. Dingy, dingy little like 14 by 18 inch mirror mounted to the wall. You know what? I love it. Um Dak does go to the mirror um and starts unwrapping the bandages. Sure. Over his eye. Uh just inspecting them and Seeing how everything looks, it looks as uh, gruesome as it usually does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, he takes the new bandages that he bought and uh, uh, makes a new wrapping. It's nice. There's a um, because the newer bandages. Uh, there's a little bit more give to them. So as you kind of apply it on and you tighten it up a little bit, like it's. It feels much better on the skin. Um, mm. it, it doesn't feel as like stiff or like it's putting as much pressure. It's a lot gentler as it sort of rests uh, above your cheek there. Um, and once you've finished applying it, it, it fits in a really snug way without being too tight or too constricting. Um, it's a little relieving, uh, honestly. That's good. And at that point, he does return. Jack does return to the room with uh, Johannes. Okay. Welcome back. What's your do? Uh, what does my reflection do? 
What? I don't know, I don't know Dylan. What does my reflection do? It's a good question. Uh, so Nathaniel, uh, Johannes, anything that you you two were were wanting to do? Um. No, I I like after all that, I probably would have just like wanted to eat and like crash in the bed. I don't have anything before bed, just after. <clears throat> but does my reflection show who I am? Inside. <laughs> Worst song in the movie, fight me. <laughs> I mean, that's not the argument I'm making. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> it just was fitting. <laughs> okay, so... But Johannes yeah, going right to bed, Nathaniel. So, so everybody, it seems like everybody's kind of getting getting settled in. Okay. Uh, Silva, what would you like? Once I, once I kind of feel like, uh, you know, it's gotten a bit later. You know, if anything, kind of, you know, relax for a little while. Let it, you know, kind of let all the the lights kind of are, you know, like kind of through the window being, you know, at that point, the, the night where most of the, everything starts to just kind of dim down, you know, people letting out their, their home lamp, the room lamps and whatnot. I'm going to just uh, crack open that window and just fly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought you said there weren't windows. Oh, there windows? are not. Oh. Okay, well, we go when I feel hallway. like about that time has passed, I'm going to make my attempt to sneak out the front door. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, because there's no windows in the hallway, are there? Uh, Not in this hallway, no. Are there any on no, this? this so there are some on this floor or like just this, not in this hallway this upper this upper <laughs> portion of this tavern is uh actually pretty closed off all things considered um there are no actual windows that you can see uh when you exit out of your room you're able to see all the way to the far end of the of the this sort of hallway <laughs> area um and of course you can see the doors to the other rooms but then at the very end is just the um the latrine right right at the end there and then of course on the other end is where that spiral staircase is that leads back downstairs um so you don't really see any windows in this upper area of the tavern at all all right we find it our way to sneak on out go ahead and make stealth check all right one thing i need to double check actually first Actually, there is one thing I'd like to do before I actually, like, head out. Okay. Uh, and that is to cast Find Familiar. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, just to get my, just to summon, a, you know, a little rat. Okay. Just a tiny Sierra Zero rat. Get yourself a car. (laughs) 
And yeah, so then I'll do that with the heading out and whatnot. All right. Do you want the rat to appear right in front of you, or where are you looking to summon? Well, it'll be in my room when I yeah, like like, and then it'll come out with me. Okay. Sure. Uh, you know, it'll go on the floor as I kind of more fly up closer to the ceiling to assist in my ability to try to not disturb any lights, lighting and stuff like that. Shaboom. That's some, that's some solid shakalaka with a dirty 20. (laughs) Nice. Uh, (laughs) I'm just, I'm just on, I'm just on all the phrases today that are getting rainy. (laughs) What? One of the things that really helps with people not hearing your footsteps is that you are floating. So <laughs> when you don't you make any, <laughs> you are able to uh, very silently make your way to the end of the hallway and down the the spiral staircase. Uh, your newfound rat companion. Do you wish to name this rat, by the way, or is this just like a throwaway? So this one specifically is a little bit more of a throwaway. There's another familiar that will come to play later. That will have a name. This rat is not it. Okay. Uh, the the rat follows closely behind you. Uh, it makes no squeaking sounds as it does so. Uh, it remains silent as well. Um, just sort of follows you. Uh, you sort of make your way down the staircase, and as you do, you find yourself in the on the first floor of the tavern, and you can now see that many of the the chairs and the tables have been kind of stacked up and pushed aside. Um, the tavern itself is completely empty. It's dark. It's quiet. Uh, pretty much all of the lanterns, whether powered by, uh, whether energy-based or oil-based, have been uh, turned down for the evening. Um, make a perception check for me. All right. Okay. That's going to be 18. 18. You do know, so as you're kind of oh. like drifting along, you're fine. You're starting to head past the bar. Yeah. Um, you are startled for just a moment as you see some big thing hanging uh, off to the side of the room, almost like over in the corner by the fireplace. Uh, you at first you think it's like a giant, like a giant cocoon of some sort, um, and it it surprises you. And then as you sort of drift a little bit closer, you notice that it is swinging very gently in the night. And you realize that it is, in fact, a hammock. Uh, And inside of it, uh, fast asleep, appears to be uh, Sid, the bar patron. Um, Mm. And sure enough, not too far from the hammock leaning against the wall, you do see... uh, his uh harpoon harpoon words failing me uh his harpoon is leaned up against the wall uh not far away from him uh and he is fast asleep all right just try to at least start by sneaking my way towards the windows Mm -hmm. with the dirty 20 that you got earlier you have no problem continuing to just sort of like quietly make your way through the bar uh, Sid doesn't seem to stir in any way. Uh, and this first floor does have several windows for you to choose from. <laughs> right. What I do recall, though, is him uh, 
going at some of the windows. So, how many of them are openable and don't have any boards on them? That's a very good question. We're going to have to see how thorough Sid was in his work. Make an investigation check for me. Okay. It's a good thing I've got the skill for it. 16. Very nice. There is one window. This is not uh, Tuesdays. Our proficiency bonus is only two, and I have to remember that sometimes. <laughs> then uh, there is one window that doesn't appear to have been fully boarded shut. Um, in his haste to board them all, looks like he was a little careless with this one. Uh, and it looks like you might be able to slip out through it. If I can deftly open the window without making noise. Or is it like one of those where it's just like a flap or something? Uh, it's a, uh, it's almost like a casement style where it has this mechanical crank that, that mm. you turn and it would actually open out at an angle. Sick. All right. And yep. All right, make smooth a, hands. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna make this a sleight of hand for funsies. That's kind of what I was expecting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna make a sleight of hand. Okay. Okay. Right we, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, it's an eighteen. Eighteen. Very good. Yeah. Damn. No. You have a roll bef you below a ten. We're doing good. We're doing good. With with Ooh, a gentle. With a gentle touch, you manage to, uh, you rotate the crank and the window unseals and very slowly begins to pop open. You're almost, you're dreading, you're anticipating when the window is going to, like, let out a loud creak. <laughs> and yet, magically, it doesn't do so. All right. Uh, and you are immediately met with a wave of fresh... Air coming from outside. I'm just gonna. <laughs> okay. Try to make pay. Kind of... Not in like a rough way, but at least just still like enough to just kind of do that, like. <laughs> and and quick with, move. So with, one, with one motion, you just kind of flip your way through, uh, spread your wings out again, and you are outside of the cow's eye. Uh,. All right, now let me double check. Sorry, the sorry, I I have to double check because he did tell me the location of Thomas was technically. So if you um, yep, and I've I've marked a few things on the city of rope map on rule twenty as well. Yes, which I'm there. Yeah, the metal. Oh, yeah, the metal camp, which is all the way up there. <laughs> I really like one of the notes I have in here, uh, which is set can now turn invisible, so that's a thing. <laughs> It's important to know which of your friends can turn them in. So that's a thing. Yeah. Very good. But yeah, so.
All right. What are you looking to do? I mean, yeah. So we're, you know, I think we'll get relatively high up, but, uh, you know, to pretty much, I think, you know, generally it's a lot easier just to kind of essentially be going right above all the kind of skim over most of the rooftops to kind of make my way over. As you do so, as you, you flutter your wings and you feel yourself sort of naturally lift up into the air, up past the, the walls of the, the cow's eye, up and over, cresting over top to then see the sea of uh, rooftops ahead of you. Let me take a moment to describe the city of Road at night. It was bumping. The city of Road has a curious thing where it seems to come alive when everyone has gone indoors. Streets that were propagated and populated with carts and traveling citizens and guardsmen um, now lay empty and bare. There's an unnatural, curious silence that somehow rings loudly. You can appreciate a lot more about the the architecture, the winding past, the way the buildings all seem to sort of interconnect with each other, creating these great serpents of brick and mortar. And everything you see, all of the the innate beauty and how the streets and the the buildings and the blocks are constructed, all of it is brilliantly illuminated by these uh, magically uh, enchanted lanterns that uh, emanate this incredible uh, warm golden light from them. These circular lanterns, which didn't exist during the day, float independent of any type of a pole or a hanging system of any kind. Uh, Freely, they float in the air, illuminating every street corner, um, creating these this interconnecting web of light that forms this almost second layer to the city's structure. Floating up just above the rooftops, you see before you this incredible grid-like layout of these bright lights. Um, and the view, though it is one that you are familiar with uh, from your past, there's something about it that is still breathtaking. To look out on this quiet, uh, largely empty city and still kind of have that feeling like you are gently floating above a sea of stars. Uh, far, far off in the distance, if you strain your eyes and you look just hard enough, you can see far to the northwest where there is a small um, balustrade-type wall um, that sort of juts upward uh, above some of the rooftops. And you know that must be your destination. Uh, it looks like the for some of the fortification, fortifications of the wall are recent additions. Um, and you can surmise that that section of the city uh, has been repurposed in some way. Uh, 
so with the city glowing right ahead of you you are free to travel as you wish all right so yes i'm going to while likely sticking fairly closer to uh this kind of water line i never go actually like over the water um, but do make my kind of snake through and just kind of across to get you know all the way to that wall like to, on, the, how fast, on that kind of west how, how fast are you gliding over the city I am just moving up like my normal walking speed okay which when you really math it out is definitely not just walking but you know <laughs> right yeah 30 30 feet for every six seconds is it's still going pretty quickly it's a brisk it's a or it's a it's a light jog <laughs> but uh, yes i'm just as... mainly i'm not like dashing specifically i'm giving that i'm not trying to make too much of any attention more than i potentially could but Generally hoping it should be fairly undetectable where I'm the way I'm going, hopefully. As you soar across the city over rooftop and garden, um, you eventually find yourself passing over a familiar roof and you recognize uh, the blacksmith, Theodore Sand, um, floating along a little further, keeping along that uh, shoreline. Uh, eventually, you find yourself uh, directly overhead of Applefurs, uh, the the clothing shop, um, and with starlight above and below you, sort of converging together, uh, you eventually find yourself reaching this sort of larger wall uh, inside the perimeter of the city itself. Um, and you see that the wall doesn't appear to be roofed off in any way. Uh, there is a large wooden door with wrought iron furnishings, uh, set into the wall itself. Um, but the, there doesn't appear to be any type of roof overhead. Uh, and you can notice that there's like a few, there's a couple towers, uh, that, the wall is sort of built into that sort of in interconnect to form this this area. Uh, you can see patrolling on top of the wall. Uh, there are a few city guards, um, sort of making their rounds, uh, going around the, the the top of the walls there. Well, this is when we come back to back to stealth time and just making some good timing slash like. Sidling up to a wall, finding a good timing, and making our way up and over. Mm -hmm. Alright. Don't fail me now. <laughs> my, my hand, uh, I'm gonna kind of demonstrate up here. My hand, like, hit this when I went to roll, and I just landed right here. Didn't go, like, anywhere. Just went right into the ring of the dice. Just went nowhere. It's a good oh, roll, but because it was sitting on die, it definitely was more cocked than I should allow. 
okay, this well, it's, and it's fine because this was significantly better. I rolled a nat twenty or twenty four. <laughs> Yay! Okay, okay. Uh, with deft speed and precision, um, from years of military training, you are able to dip and weave, um, completely avoiding the. Uh, the gaze of the guardsmen uh, that are making their way across the the top of the wall, across the perimeter there. Um, And you're able to sort of cut in and over onto the other side. And as you do, you see laid out before you are probably a a few dozen uh, of these sort of pop-up tents and canopies of various sizes. Um, You see carts and crates and large stacks of supplies, food, um, satchels, uh, all kinds of, like, equipment and supplies that have been stacked up in several areas throughout this encampment area. Um, and there are several larger tents that are almost like, uh, almost like a T-shape, uh, where they'll they'll go like a good 20 25 feet and then they'll spread off uh left and right into two different smaller wings uh, you see no activity outside of the tents uh there are a few lanterns still lit in this area uh magical and non-magical uh but there's not a lot of activity outside of the tents themselves Well, inevitably, I'm just going to have to figure out which one Thomas is in. Not necessarily the simplest of tasks, but... It is what I need to do. (laughs) So whichever specific... I guess, yeah, if you want me to do... You can pick... I I don't know if you want me to do either... If you want me more invest- investigation or perception with well, that, you but... uh, you you tell me how would how would you quote unquote investigate it? What would what I mean? Would I don't do really expect to... him to be active. So you know, outside of mm-hmm. if there's any type of you know, unless like if they don't have any like side postings of who's in what tent, um, you know, the best thing I'm gonna have to do is kind of just be able to take a peek inside. Without trying to poke my head too far in. But yes, we'll we'll obviously start to see if there's any type of, like, these tents have any type of posting of, like, you know, like a name of who is in there. Alright, go ahead and make an investigation check for that. Alright. Sick. Sick. I like it. I like it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. It's 24. 24. You bring yourself down to ground level, and you start sort of just very quietly, very quickly moving from tent to tent, checking the ledger uh, that is posted to each of the tents, um, various names written out in calligraphy. Uh, many of these names you are not familiar with at all, and as you search, you you wonder, is it maybe is it by last name? No, no, maybe it's my first name, is my occupation, which cart they were in and and you're sort of trying to decipher you go you bounce from tent to tent to tent um you find yourself eventually at one of those larger like t-shape uh tents um and checking the list you finally see uh 
you see Windleaf written on the on the ledger uh, towards the bottom uh, because it's in alphabetical order. You see a Windleaf uh, and it says uh, bed 17. Alright, time to sleep my way in. It's gonna kind of... All right. Does this there appear to be lights on in the tent or? Yeah, there's you can there's a few lights coming from inside of the tent um, that appear to be from maybe like some hanging lanterns on the inside. Double check. Okay. Thought I had something, but apparently I don't. Well, that'll be that. Um, I am going to, yeah, I'm gonna just try to kind of <laughs> just gonna try to s scurry my way kind of in the <laughs> in the back and try to count the beds out until I get to the right one. Okay. Uh, you make your way into the tent, and you see, uh, immediately to your left, uh, sitting in a chair, like this old, like, wooden rickety chair, uh, you see a, uh, Goliath, um, you know, arms crossed, head leaned back. Uh, tucked into sort of the crook of the arm is a battle axe. Uh, and the Goliath seems to have sort of dozed off and is just kind of sitting in the chair. Uh, in front of you are... Uh, it is like row after row after row of uh, these pop-up uh, like cots. Like, like like hospital or like army cots um mm -hmm. that are enclosed off they've they've got these like uh uh words continue to fail me but they've got they're they're enclosed uh each of them with like a curtain uh that surrounds each bed to give the person in the bed privacy uh and it's just sort of it's like this long long aisleway going all the way down uh, with these cots on on each side. All right. Oh, so before this becomes relevant, I want to make sure I note it. Uh, given that it kind of got kind of waved uh, the first time, uh, by the time we would have made it out that I would have had the rat just in my possession instead, like, on me. Okay. Sure. Uh, figure I'd say that now, <laughs> before any time I end up needing to use it. <laughs> um, but once I can get to... Uh, yeah, it's just going to be at least just quietly moving through until I can get to the right bed. Each of these... Uh... 
you're kind of as you float through each of the cots, uh, the 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 curtain around them does have a label attached to it. Uh, you see one, three, five, seven, nine, and and you kind of slowly make your way through. That's good. Making your way further and further down. Um, every so often you hear light sounds of snoring, the rustling of people shifting about in their beds. Um, no voices, no conversation, anything like that, though. It's, it's, it's very quiet. Continue to weave your way down until finally 15... 16 17 The curtain is drawn No sound emanating from it So if the curtain is drawn you mean as in like more like closed off or low <laughs> Okay uh, I'm going to just start by peeking my head inside of the curtain first Okay you peek your head inside, and you see uh, a cot has been set up and furnished. Um, it's been sort of propped up so that the, the headboard kind of comes up a little bit more. Um, there's a small medical table to the right of the cot. Uh, a few vials that you are not familiar with, have, there's some sort of unknown substance in them, sort of sits to the right. Uh, you see a few potions... Um, in the second uh, shelf of the um, of this cart, uh, as well as a few various like utensils and like sort of like tools of some sort, uh, and laying in the bed, uh, seemingly motionless, uh, is some sort of a uh, humanoid figure. Uh, and as you peer in, you recognize the pointed ears. Uh, sort of half half hidden underneath of the the hair um as the figure lays uh dormant in the bed all right i'm just gonna kind of sidle my way in there get a closer look and i gotta confirm at least before you attempt to wake him up <laughs> uh as you sort of make your way further into it, kind of bringing the curtain in behind you. Um, you are now close enough to notice the, the chest of the figure very gently raising and then lowering. Um, important question. In the time that you've known Thomas Windleaf, is he a snorer? Uh, kind of, in this scenario, usually it's like after, uh, like after kind of being beat through the day, yes. Uh, so giving that probably based on things that he's been through recently, probably now, this will probably qualify. <laughs> uh, you do recognize, uh, the facial features, um, you see the the familiar uh, arms. Uh, this does appear to be Thomas Winleaf to you.
All right, let's uh, I'm gonna kind of just move up, and I'm just gonna kind of. I'm just gonna kind of rest, just gonna kind of rest my hand on his forehead. It's kind of like. And then just kind of slowly comb it back. As you do so, the uh, eyes, the eyelids flutter open. Um, he turns the head slightly and looks at you. Well, well. Good to, it's so good to see you. They got you in here too? Which, uh, no. Uh, I kind of had to sneak my way in here. Though maybe I could have asked, but you know that necessarily isn't my uh, my go-to. <laughs> When when did you get here then? Where where have you been? Got brought here the other day, just after the just after the the attack. You know, got wrapped up in Having to figure this, figure other stuff out, and just getting deeper and deeper. Things I didn't ask for. You know, I thought we agreed it was going to be easier after this. <laughs> How are you feeling? I've been better. Funnily enough, my, you know, my left arm's feeling a lot better than it once did. Probably because of this, though. And he kind of, with, with that same arm, he sort of, like, reaches down. He takes uh, some of these, these, like, wool blankets that have been draped over him and grabs them and pulls them aside and as he does you see below the waist uh where the left leg from the knee down is now gone oh gods 
Tell me you made it through. You made it through how many months of a war and yet a train accident's what's is what puts you out of puts you in a state like this? Maybe the sailors will respect me more with a peg leg. Here I had hoped that I would find a way to sneak you out of here and that we could we, can, we could escape out of here. There's no need for that. Soon, soon as I'm well enough, they're gonna ship me right up north anyway. What do you mean? The plan, um, the plan's still in place. We're still, we're still heading where we were supposed to go. They just got me arrested for a little while. So. I'm not leaving you anywhere, don't you worry. You might end up having to, I guess. I mean, I can I can always do my best to make my way out, but unfortunately, I'm a bit I'm a bit stuck with uh I'm a bit stuck with some uh with all this tower tower business that they that now I'm being effectively forced to do power business what do you mean, like like working for the castle way. not necessarily my by my uh, immediate choice if you will You know, I was thinking while they were uh, poking and prodding me and casting weird magic-y bullshit on me. I was thinking about how how much of a hurry we've been in to get going on the next part of our lives here. I feel like I kind of rushed you into this, and and if I did, I'm sorry. You know, you know well enough that you can't necessarily be rushing me into anything. You, uh... You you lived here for a while, right? You used to have yeah. digs here? In a way. Not my own, though. Fortunately, the one I had seemed to have disappeared off the map. The, uh, that one woman you knew. Still gone? Seemingly. Seemingly without a trace. So if I'm so sorry. 
I don't know how you keep getting separated from people like this and still manage to keep on. I feel like if I were you, I would have given up long ago. <laughs> the benefit is if you were me, I'd have someone like you to show, you the, show me the ropes. I don't know, I don't think I've been a pretty good teacher as of late. <laughs> and it's gonna be harder to keep up with those swimming lessons too, I hope you realize that. Nah, I mean... Maybe for a bit, but... I think I know you pretty... Pretty well enough. <laughs> no, that won't necessarily... That won't entirely stop you. But tell me, at least, have you been good here? Have you, you know, have you been taken care of? Everything seems all right. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing all right by me. They got me resting here. You know, they give me medicine. They change out my bed sheets, read me stories. I think they're just waiting to see how well the leg heals up before they let me skedaddle. And that'd be fine. I had a uh, I had a guy come by and visit me uh, earlier, though. I think he was a friend of yours. Would that be? Ah, uh, some important looking fucker uh all black armor black hair sourpuss look on his face alright at least I know who it's not now <laughs> and uh they give you a name yeah Clinton something I don't know, this Clinton guy, he, uh, kind of seemed like he had a, I don't know how to describe it, it was like he was looking everywhere else, but he was talking to me directly. Damnedest thing. But he mentioned you. Said you were alive, you were doing alright, and that he was going to try to get you over to me as soon as he could. I guess he kept his promise. Well, not necessarily, but... It would have been, it would have been a fair bit later had he had, had he had his way. They want... Inevitably, essentially, I mean, I've, now I've got to get wrapped up in more than I, than I ever could have asked for at this point, you know, 
tomorrow morning when I recover, you know, when I get back, I have to, you know, myself, that man, uh, Caspian, <laughs> and the others that I've been, you know, that we have kind of, or that I've kind of been brought together with, who are also on the train, they, uh, we essentially have to decide whether or not we're going to find out, essentially I have to help find out more about this, or for, you know, this attack that was upon the train, or find out what's happening within the city. I can't say I know which one's gonna which one's gonna make it so that I can get out of here with you sooner. They at least paying you for this? Yeah, I got paid. <laughs> Actually. I was able to get some interesting things. I'd, I think it'll take too long. I'll, I'd have, I'll have to talk, tell you about it later. Um, but I did get to go meet this very, this very amusing witch. <laughs> kind of reminded me of my my days at uh, my days at home. Well, my first home. <laughs> Well, whatever it is you gotta do, be safe about it, okay? Well, I don't have much of a choice now, do I? But Caspian, when he was here, he didn't mention anything else, right? Nothing that seemed strange or anything? No, just seemed strange for him to even be here. Seemed like when he walked in, everybody else was looking at him funny, like he was real important. Well, in status, maybe, but in, in person, it's a bit to be desired. You'll find that the case with a lot of government folk. <laughs> All right. Looks like I have much greater reason to ensure that... I make it through this as fast as possible. You heal up, alright? Who knows? Maybe I'll have to teach you how to fly. 
Wouldn't that be a neat trick? I'll just kind of put my hand on his shoulder. Just kind of <laughs> give him kind of that just like attempting to be reassuring, but still clearly a fair amount of worry, <laughs> like betrayed worry. I'll see you soon, Or. Okay. Give my regards to your asshole boss, whatever his name was again. I'll do my best. Oh, I will. oh, and Silva. Hmm. When we get to Passage, we finally meet up with that Marigold fella. It's gonna mean something, you know. I got a feeling it's just it's gonna. It's where we're meant to be. Once we get there, we're going to be all right. Well, luckily, one of the people that I'm there with is also heading to Marigold. He's a chef. That's so. That'll definitely make things interesting. Yeah, sounds like competition, probably. Oh. One more thing Probably before I head out. Uh, yeah, what? If you are for if if you need to make your way or if, if essentially they let you go and they need to and and it's before I'm able to to get to you. Then go get there first. I'm sure Caspian will help me make my way there whenever I need to be done. But so I kind of lean in a little closer. There's some type of doppelganger running around here. And while I'm well aware that. Uh, while I'm well aware that you had, <laughs> while I'm well aware that uh, in your sleep you, uh, you sang, uh, you would sometimes sing some, a childish, uh, what am I, childish lullabies. A doppelganger probably won't. <laughs> So maybe make sure you quiz them on that. If if one if someone looks like me and comes to you before you leave, but I don't wish to see you get hurt by anything. I'll it's toss not... a few shanties their way. You otherwise, won't be safe here. So please, if once you have the chance, just make your way out first. 
I believe enough in Caspian at least to help me get to where we need, I need to go. Hopefully with less warforged along the way. At least murderous ones. Won't that be nice? <laughs> Protect. Can I solve? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna have to sneak my way back out. <laughs> uh, you pull the curtain back around and you quietly exit from uh, Thomas's quarters. And as you do, you look back the way that you came and you see uh, just a couple beds away uh, standing there. Um, very tall. Um, their head is... They, they almost have to like tilt their head down a little bit to avoid it bumping the, the ceiling of the tent. But you see standing there an immense war fort. Uh, just sort of silently watching you. Uh, you recognize this war fort to be uh, three who you met uh, inside of Castle Broken Blade uh, and who had introduced themselves as kind of uh, sort of a right hand to the king himself. So he's he's he has detected me specifically. He he is standing there, full on watching. He's he is like a little less than ten feet away from you, and he is just he's standing there watching you. Silently. Okay, so he is aware that I was in there, and then just decided to stare at me and wait for me to come out. It's mm -hmm. bathroom. <laughs> just kind of look at him, and I was kind of giving the like. I think you can go home now, miss. We'll keep him safe here. Run along now. Wait. One question before I leave. It's gotta make sure. Make it quick. It's like I gotta find the. He sort of. There's the uh... crouches down to kind of get a little closer to your to your eye level. Where did I meet you? At the castle. Were we in the castle? castle? Broken. Just yes, to briefly. Check. Okay, I wrote it as like a. Uh, I wrote it as a garish building. Because you know. <laughs> you know, some people would feel that way. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to double check. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. Okay. Just need to make sure that it's really you. 
You're one of the ones helping Caspian on his investigation. Is that correct? Uh, since you were there, I'll say it, yes. <laughs> I think we can pretend this little excursion didn't happen. I appreciate that. I understand you're worried for your friend. But we will keep him safe here. As long as my co-workers can stay awake. And he kind of leers at the Goliath sleeping on the other side of the tent. Uh, and you get the feeling that said Goliath is probably going to get a very stern talking to later. Uh, <laughs> for falling asleep on the job. Don't be too hard on him. I know how to be really quiet. Good night, miss. Good night. <laughs> kind of just... scurrily flutter away. <laughs> Alright, and so you... float off out of the tent. Um, we're gonna go for one more stealth check from you to make your way uh, back. Um, assuming that you're returning back to the cow's eye. Oh, yeah. Fuck. You, okay, you stay in here. I'm keeping you. This is another nat 20. <laughs> Excellent. Very, very good. Uh, you find yourself once again floating over the rooftops, making your way back to the cow's eye. And there's something about the return trip that is just the slightest bit more peaceful. Perhaps because your mind is a little more at rest. Um, you make your way back to the cow's eye safely. You sneak back in through that same window. Um, Sid is still sleeping diligently in his hammock. Um... Everything falls apart around you. Oh <laughs> uh, I mean, that's how it and... is, right? Like, you, you do everything perfect, and then the moment you make it back... Yeah, it's, it's right when you get there. <laughs> exactly. Um, what would you like to do with your Rat Familiar? Uh, I mean, honestly, like for, I'm just going to keep it like, I'm just going to keep it up going into the room. I didn't, the plan was to use it as like a, if I made a, a soft noise or something that it was going to be like, I was going to let it run somewhere or run up to them or something so that I could kind of just have it be like a, you know, so I could just, hopefully they would just react, you know, they'd see it and be like, oh shit, it's a rat. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the appropriate reaction well yeah right so <laughs> the, that was my oh, whole shit, it's a rat oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit it's a rat they just start break dancing like right in the middle just <laughs> constantly repeating it it's the simp squirrels in my pants remix 
Oh yeah. shit, he's pulling his red so, out. <laughs> if I make if I make it into the room and whatnot, it's still there. It's just gonna remain up. It'll just kinda chill okay. in the bed with me. Uh, while I don't have a name okay. for it, at least like while I don't have a base name for it, it's still you know I'm still gonna be friendly with it. Yeah, I'm not gonna treat it. You've like served it, you your know. purpose. Yeah, I'm not gonna be an asshole, but. Uh, yeah, you you make it back to your room without any trouble. Um, everything is still silent. Uh, and you are able to return to your bed without issue. Uh, and eventually uh, drift off to sleep. Johannes. That is me. Thoughts of what you saw in the group's meeting with Triss echo through your mind. Trying to make sense of it, trying to understand. Other thoughts begin to intrude in the process. You think of home and home. Uh, the many people that were involved in your life, um, most of whom you are no longer regularly in contact with, the unknowable aspects of your future, um, it makes drifting off to sleep much harder than usual. But eventually you are able to convince your eyes to rest fully and you yourself are able to fall asleep as well. Nathaniel. You feel an intense shift in temperature in the air. The room, originally warm, becomes cold for a moment. Unnaturally so. It sort of lays over you like an additional blanket. long enough for you to notice it before it lifts and the room seems to return back to its normal set yes You fall asleep almost immediately. The absolute momentous, colossal exhaustion that you have felt practically forces you to just fall into a deep sleep immediately. Deck. 
your mind before you sleep drifts trying to make sense of everything that's happened as you're falling asleep is there anyone that you think of in this moment uh the only person that stack at the moment would think of would be uh the yet person that uh, took care of him a long time ago you close your eyes slowly you feel the sensation of sleep beginning to overtake you let out a great big sigh as you sink a little further into your bed your eyes close the next time your eyes open you see above you uh canopy tanned hide a wooden arch The canopy shifts and shakes slightly. Raising your head slightly, you look out and you find that you are laying down in a familiar wagon, a traveling cart. From the open, uh, an opening on the side of the wagon, you can tell that it's different from the last time that you were here. It is now night. There's only one other person in the cart with you. They sit on the other end. A pipe in their mouth. Uh, a billowing green smoke emanates from it and floats out through the opening as they shuffle through what appears to be some sort of set of playing they look up at you can sleep get though Um, my apologies, what? Are you alright? I don't know. My apologies. He takes the, the pipe from his mouth. Try to go back to sleep, boy. It's night time. We still have a long road ahead of us for tomorrow. Um... Where? 
Where are we going? We're heading south, boy. There is a... a camp of sorts. A settlement. A few days travel ahead. This, uh... What's it called again? And he speaks to someone, gestures to someone else. And you look over your right shoulder and you see that there is someone sitting next to you. Tall. Uh... Wearing, uh... Slightly worn robes. Uh... A book in their hand. Um... The settlement is being established by friends. For a good time now, we will be our new home. A new sire for us. Once we arrive there, we'll be able to sleep in a real bed. It will be nice for all of us. And this other person has a book besides tall and reading a book. Skin is tan. Um, a golden beard. Uh, it is plated. It's been braided. Uh, coming all the way down to their midsection. Uh, very large, fleshy eyebrows. Uh, heavily scarred face and hands large fingers uh their eyes are like wildfire the irises this incredible gold that seems to shine even here in the dark I recognize them. You do. This man is a friend of your father. And I recall his name. You try to. Roll a history check for me. Eight. Eight. You have trouble recalling the name. You feel like you should know it, but it's just out of reach. He looks down at you and he says, Were you having nightmares, boy? My apologies, I don't remember.
He is untrained. Once he has had time to learn, he will be able to recall his nightmares and his dreams. Won't he, soft? Uh, the man with the pipe chuckles and says, yes. Given time, you will learn how to wield his dreams like weapons. As we all do. But for now, he must sleep to sleep. As we sometimes forget to do. Yes. Um, thank you. For your wisdom. This has been... This has been a lesson in realizing when one should rest. Um, may you hope. May you both walk the path. Um, the man referred to as Esau puts the pipe back in his mouth. I see it. The spirit. You ache in his eye. <laughs> you carry your father's will. He'll rejoin us in our new city. We'll rebuild. And together, I reckon the two of you will lead us to many prosperous dreams. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dak is going to stay silent and lower his head. Uh, neither, not making a comment to that statement. Uh, he does tentatively reach up to his uh, left eye. Is it... Is it as bad as it usually is now? No. It isn't bothering you at all. The thing that's usually there isn't there. It is. There's still a cloth patch over it as well. Uh, Dak looks up to gentlemen confused. Um but in lieu of any wiser decision, he decides to lay back down and try to sleep. Esau takes another puff from his pipe. Nervoke. I think you've interfered with these carts. Some of them are missing. I suspect it is you. The man who is sitting next to you chuckles. 
I have not stolen your cards. It is simply wisdom that you have yet to gain, friend. If you wish to find them, look outward. There are many cards in the world. I'm sure you all sit out there as well. In fact, he closes his book and sets it aside. Follow the boy's example. Dream. Perhaps in that place they will come to you. As many things do. Esau sort of ponders his words for. The wagon is silent as you find yourself once again drifting back to sleep. Silva. Yes. You hear a noise that causes you to stir. A very soft noise. The pattering of footsteps, seemingly, outside your door. And then you begin to hear what it seems to be muffled conversation. I guess I'm seemingly, uh, can I kind of, I can, I can kind of just, I imagine, yeah, I'm kind of just awake now. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the sound of it stirs you back into being awake. Well, I'll try to at least start listening in to see if I can at least just pick if it's something I should be I should be disturbed by or or I should let it go. Make a perception check for me. Alright. Alright. Don't fail me now, die. Okay. Failed me a little bit compared comparatively. Uh, compared to how well I had been doing. It's an eleven. <laughs> Do you get out of bed at all? Uh, not... I'm gonna see if I can hear first, and then I will. 
the conversation is muffled. You're not really able to make out any specific words from where we were. Then yes, then I will fly. I will float up towards the door. So as you float up towards the door, um, it begins to get a little more clear. And you hear, you recognize now that it's actually two voices speaking to each other in conversation. I somewhat hope so. Whatever you've got them wrapped up in is a whole heap of trouble, Casper. You know, I expect hijinks from you, but this is... This is a new level. Notters, notters. This... This is... Temporary... Situation. As soon as we are able to get the information we need, or... I'm getting them... On the horse or a wagon or whatever it need be and I'm getting them shipped north every day that they're here they're being put in further danger and most of it is my fault what about what about what happened at the, the apartment buildings today I mean are they even safe right now they're safe as long as I'm here. I'm gonna do whatever I can to keep them safe. What about him? Have you figured out what you're gonna do about him? I mean, it didn't sound like you would learn anything. No, I've... They don't know about that. They don't need to know about that. It's, it's not... If we find the information that we need, it's gonna help with him as well. That's all that matters. The sooner that we can get out of the city, the better, but, I don't know, this whole thing with Trist and, God, the whole thing stinks. Something, there's something happening in the city. It, it can't just be the war force. Something else is going on. Something bad. can't just ignore that either. I gotta do what's right for my city. I gotta make sure if somebody's planning something that I make sure it doesn't happen. Caspian, you can't do everything at once. You're trying to make sure of this and make sure of that and get this and do that. Honey, that's all too much for one person. You gotta realize that 
no matter what it is you're doing, eventually you need help doing it. You can't just keep your friends in the dark forever. Look what happened between you and me. We're never supposed to be in the dark. I messed up. I made a mistake. Well, all the food and drink you've been getting in the past couple days here certainly been helping you to fix that. Who knows, maybe one day you'll actually have made up. Now for God's sakes, go to bed. You need sleep too. Not just them. Don't worry about him. You've been looking for years now, right? You'll find him eventually. It's like Deirdre says. You just need one path. Once you find it, you're golden. Deirdre says that a lot, a lot of things. She's right about a lot of things, Caspian. Listen to her. Women's intuition and all that. Good night, Missy. I'll have everybody down in the morning. We won't crowd your space for too long. It's very, very quiet. But with your roll, you just make it out. The creek... The slight creak of the floorboard. The shadows underneath the doorway. As one of the figures seems to lean into the other. When are you going to call me Missandra again? There's a silence. Someday. And then you hear the... Uh, you back away from the door as you hear the sudden movement. Uh, footsteps as the two figures break apart. And walk away from each other. And the conversation ends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll just kind of... 
move along. There are definitely a number of jokes I wanted to make during that that I didn't feel were, you know, I didn't want to ruin it, but man. I appreciate the restraint. <laughs> you know, first of all, him being like, this is my city. This is my city. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they going? <laughs> Where's Rachel? Rachel. Uh, and then, uh, do you go back to sleep? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, while it was while it was some spicy gossip, not necessarily anything that I really can incriminate him on, uh, or need to. Uh, and then the what are you gonna call me, Miss Miss Andrea again? I was just I was just wanted to be like, <laughs> when you're gonna call me, Danny? And he was like, I was like, I can't, I can't go there, can't say it. I mean, can't say it. You technically said it just now, like <laughs> you kind of, you just instead of letting the air out of the balloon like quickly, you just kind of slowly let it go there. You know, I just gotta, but I gotta, I gotta let the moment happen first, and then bring <laughs> this stuff up. <laughs> sure. Uh, but regardless, um, yeah, go bed. As you, you return back to sleep, and the rest of you find sleep as well, all of you finally achieve another full night's rest. Outside, the magical lamps, Everglow lamps, continue to illuminate the streets. A stillness hangs through the air, and far, far above the city, a shimmering plane of stars twinkling in the twilight sky. Hundreds and hundreds of specks of brilliant yellow, and one of red. And we will end tonight's session there. The next time that we meet, it will be morning, and you all will have the opportunity to definitively choose the next step in your journey. Until then, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. And remember, The fastest way to get where you're going when traveling by sea is to follow the stars. Good night, everyone. Good night.